We see the um, rocky shore, and the ship comes in, and it comes aground and wrecks on the shore, on the rocks. The doctor and Reuben uh, are up in the light, uh, on the lighthouse, sorry, they're up by the light, looking out of the railing, um, decide to go help to see if they can rescue anyone, and uh, they tell Leela to keep stay up there and keep the foghorn blowing. And then they go off to help. Um, Reuben tells the doctor to grab some rope as they're making their way through the generator room. And he he bends down under the uh, cabinet or something to get it. There's a blue spark of electricity um, near him, which makes him stop and look. And then he grabs the rope and they head out. Leela is playing with Foghorn and then wandering around a bit and seems a little bored. So she she looks out and she sees movement and she looks closer and she sees a what appears to be like a green jellyfish type creature bobbing its way over the rocks. Um, Vince and Reuben come in and they've brought three survivors from the ship. Um, Lord Palmerdale, a businessman, um, Mr. Skinsale, um, and his frat lady friend, I guess, named Adelaide. I think they said that she was his secretary, too, okay. maybe. His personal assistant or yeah, something. something like that, yeah. That, and I think it was... Um, mentioned later on that he was like the owner of the boat and his assistant or something. But I'm not sure on that, so it's probably not important either. Um, so they've been brought into the living quarters of the lighthouse. Um, as they are brought in and, and made comfortable, Leela tells the doctor about seeing this blob thing and um, they are up by the light, and he says, well, we don't tell any of the others, but Reuben is up there, and he overhears, and he mentions it. Oh, it's, it's the beast of Fang Rock returning. They, they say that it would, it would return. Um, we, Lord Palmerdale is a, a very vocal and loud and demanding dry clothes and shot of brandy. Can't believe that nobody has a flask for him. And it's just miserable. And Vince is doing his best to try to help and give get some hot soup to the lady and, and help with help uh, skin sale. Um, the doctor joins them and pops his feet up on the table and then all of a sudden kind of bolts upright and says I've just realized We've not been introduced. And so, uh, Skinsale introduces all of them to the doctor. Uh, the doctor has asked, Vince has gone to go and <clears throat> stoke the boiler, and the doctor tells Leela go, to go with him. Uh, 
Adelaide says, well, you're a doctor and you've had just directed this woman to go and help with the boiler. And he says, well, we've had a death recently and you're shorthanded and Vince needs some assistance and doesn't like going down there by himself. So Vince and Leela are working on stoking the boiler. Um, she's keeping watch and uh, thinks she sees or hears something outside on the rocks. She t tells uh, Vince to go and get the doctor. Just don't tell anyone else, just go get the doctor. Um, so she opens the door and looks and a man backs in wearing one of the life jackets like the others had. and. Um, Ben bring, um, Ben, Vince brings the doctor, and the doctor recognizes, knows that this is uh, the last person from the ship. There, um, shipman Bowman, Bowman, I think he calls him Harker, is his name, and he comes in and he's carrying a body with him, and they discover it's the last of the remains of Ben, who had somehow made his way out to the rocks. Um, and this doctor, uh, in looking at the body with Leela, didn't dismisses the idea of the beast. He says, oh, Leela says, is the beast of Fang Rock? And he says, no. And he says, the beast didn't do this. It looks like a study. What happened to the remains looks like a post-mortem. Someone's trying to find out about them. Palmerdale is uh, still intent on leaving, wants to head off for London straight away. The doctor uh, has to dissuade Vince uh, once again of the idea of the ghost of Ben. Um, Vince, I think, seems to see that he's being silly, I guess. Recognize that he's being a little silly about it. Uh, Palmerdale uh, is now saying how the lighthouse was at fault because the light was not on and there, you know, I want demand, there should be an inquiry and the dust is, oh, the inquiry's just started and let me say, you guys all stay put, right here, nobody leave. <laughs> um, Adelaide says, well, you know, do you know if there's anywhere I can sleep? We're obviously going to have to stay here. So they, they find there's uh, bunks and just sleeping quarters and Vince is uh, up in the, the loft with Reuben and he sees something, someone down on the shore. Reuben then tells him, oh, it must be the beast of Fang Rock. It's been 80 years since he was last seen and he killed two men and blah, 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 go, goes on scaring Vince. The doctor and Leela have gone out to look around there, he has a, a device giving a reading and there's a high magnetic field around and he finds um, phosphorescence uh, traces on the ground and then sees more of a dead fish. Uh, Leela asks, you know, is it the, this beast of Fang Rock? He says, no. He says, it doesn't know what it is, but it's cunning and it's time that they returned. 
Sincel, Sincel has uh, seen Adelaide tucked in, I guess, and tries to get Palmerdale to get some rest um, as uh, Adelaide is done. And he doesn't want to, and he sits and they talk. And Sincel refers to the fact that he's given some information, which is um, private information, privileged information to Palmerdale that he shouldn't have. Palmerdale says, well, I'll use this against you. I'll tell him where I got it. And, and Palmer, uh, Sinzel says, well, you, you can't get the information to tell anyone the information, then what good is threatening me with where it came from? And he says, I'm a officer and gentleman and you are nobody so uh, who are they going to believe you know so they had they've come to this to stand off essentially the doctor and Leela are talking more about what could be out there what's examining um, Ben's body as it did and he thinks that under the sea the, the fireball Vince saw was another spaceship but just, <clears throat> just what they're interested in, he's not sure yet. The doctor says a creature is not bold. Um, it watches. It hangs back. It learns um, before any attacks. So Harker is um, trying to rest. And Palmerdale wakes him. And says, hey, do you know how to use this telegraph device? Because you could send a message to London for me, and it'll be worth your while. I've got, I mean, make a, make a fortune if you send this message. Harker, being rudely awakened, is not happy. Um, and, but he refuses to use a machine. See, he says to tell... Um, he blames Palmerdale for the wreck in the first place because they were going way too fast and they should have. The captain was begging him to, to slow the boat and Palmerdale wouldn't hear of it. And um, all of the deaths on the ship are on his head. The doctor comes in and says, makes the announcement that um, Lighthouse is under attack and by tomorrow we may all be dead. And smiles. Uh, Reuben tries to reassure Vince about the story of the beast. Um, I think he feels bad about scaring him in the first place. And uh, it's about time to stoke the boiler, so uh, he knows Vince is a little frightened, so he offers to do that job for him and heads downstairs. The doctor says that uh, no one should leave the lighthouse. No one should leave the room. Reuben, on his way down to the boiler room, stops in to say, Oh, it threatens it's the beast of Fang Rock again, reappearing. And they're all, no one wants to believe Reuben's story, least of all Palmerdale. And, uh, Palmerdale also doesn't want to um, follow the doctor's direction that nobody gets to leave. So Re Leela threatens him 
And she says, do you follow the doctor's orders or I'll cut your heart out? And the doctor, most of the time, he kind of stops her from being so blatantly threatening. But he kind of just says, I'd listen to her if I were you. <laughs> um, Leela says, senses that the cold has come again. And uh, by this time, Adelaide has awakened and come into the room and other people say, well, I don't feel anything. And doctor, again, he, he defends Leela's sense and says, she says it's getting cold. She, she knows she's sensing the cold. So Reuben's made it down to the, to the um, boiler, to the generator room. Um, then they're all talking amongst themselves in the living quarters and they hear a terrible kind of gurgly scream echo up to the to them in the room and then we end I found this episode kind of a mixed bag yeah there are definitely parts where I know they have to establish who these new people are but uh, it's always difficult for those types of character studies when you're not liking the characters. Mm -hmm. um, at least not two out of the three so far. But there's not really too much reason to like any of them. Um, Sinsdale, the officer and the gentleman, is a uh, a little more likable than the other two but even then he has this kind of turns in the fact that he's seems to have sold some sensitive information to Palmerdale so we're kind of so besmirch on his character that we've learned yeah. to this point even though we don't know if he had a good reason for doing it doesn't sound like it if Palmerdale's threatening to use it against him now it's hard to care about those things yet. Yeah. So it's kind of slows down the story. Um, <laughs> there's only like, I don't know, what is that like four times that uh, Ruben talks about the beast of the of Fang Rock? He tells it, to, he says it, he's mentioned it to everybody now. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so maybe he won't say it too many more times. But I doubt it. I think it was kind of funny when I think it was Sinsale who asked the doctor oh are you in charge here? He said no but I'm full of ideas <laughs> uh, not quite sure I, I like the when the doctor is it's a, a calm situation and he bolts upright and like he suddenly remembered something really important and said well we haven't been introduced um, sometimes it's a nice comedic scene but it really felt out of place here though yeah I don't know I'm not sure I can tell you why though yeah just like when he comes in and says oh, we're under attack and we all may die by the morning smile yeah 
persuasion is having bad news and then putting a smiley face after it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Smiley! (laughs) Um, I don't know. Those were their attempts at um, doctor humor, and they, they just didn't go very well. Yep, they just fell flat. Mm-hmm. Just funny is like I, I, I know I've seen that type of thing happen before and thought it was humorous, but it just, just didn't feel it here. Yeah. Not sure what in the situation or what in the story would have made it work better. I just can tell it didn't work here. I did think the progression was kind of funny at the end there where the uh, doctor threatens that no one should leave. Reuben tells, threatens about the beast and then Leo threatens that you need to follow the doctor or I'll kill you. I'll cut your heart out. Cut your heart out. Um, <laughs> and, uh, she was really over the top in this one. Yeah. And she has her, brandishes her knife at him, too, so. Yeah. It wasn't just a veiled threat. She actually has a knife, and she's pointing it at you, so. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, as I kind of started to mention, he, the doctor often tries to wheel her back in when she's too much the warrior. Yeah. And he doesn't here, maybe because he doesn't like palm birds, if you get Palmerdale. Yeah. I don't know why I kept calling him Palmerdale. I don't either. Why he, <laughs> maybe it's because he doesn't like uh, Palmerdale, where he doesn't stop her. It could be. Um, and then defends her against the other kind of. Adelaide's kind of a, a little snooty, um, pompous. Probably in response to her asking him about sending Leela down to the boiler room. It's like, well, she's going off to help. Why, why would I not have her help? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, his reaction to that as well. That when she questions uh, Leela sensing the cold, that he defends her sensing this is coming. Which is not exactly out of character for the doctor to be protective of his companions. Oh, no, not at all. I think he's a little bit more now than, say, one story ago even. Um, Or two. What do you mean? Oh, early on, and I think the Talons, Talons story... Leela says something about a bad feeling or something oh, yeah. like that, and he, he's more dismissive of it. Um, I think that happens when it's just the two of them, though, so he's not having to defend her ideas or being mocked or denigrated by someone else outside yeah. of those two. Um, but he does seem a little more supportive of her nature this one we just still have a nice gloominess 
pervade, you know, as the fog pervades the, the air outside, we have this, these gloomy ideas inside of what is out there in the mist, what is causing all this, but this, this alien that's... We don't know if it's an alien. Well, this big green jellyfish... Yeah, see again another same problem with this episode as last time we get that passing look at the alien mm. or the thing and there's no I mean it's they're dragging that out a lot too long I think mm-hmm. they really should do something reveal something soon we're already halfway through. Yeah. And we don't really know who or even if there's an enemy. We don't know who the enemy is if there even is one. True. Just these vague stories about the beast of Bang Rock. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes me think of some uh, literature at the time, period stories of the time that are like the this the subtle horror stories that you read and there's something a little bit off and they just allude to this weird event and you don't really get a clear picture of what the what the real bad thing is mm mm-hmm. mhm but it, it it's kind of creepy enough to you, you want to find out so you keep you know kind of a train wreck of, of a story you, you kind of want to know but it's a little bit boring getting there you're thinking what just tell you know we yeah. need more you, but it keeps you hanging on enough that you want to find out but you kind of don't you're yeah. almost ready to give up it's like oh this story is too boring it's just too long I don't want to I want to know, but I don't really want to invest the, the time to take to find out. To slog through. Yeah. Um, having trouble kind of, like, I was like, geez. Died or Mospon? Oh, Mopassant. Mo, Mopassant. Um, I think I read one of his stories that seemed a little bit vague, vaguely scary. Hmm. Um, uh, I think Poe did that a little bit too but um, I think he had a little more of a payoff with Poe's horror stories Um, but I get that sense that there's just being a little too subtle about the reveal hmm I guess subtle is as good a word as any. Subtle and vague. Yeah. Foggy. Um, <laughs> time wasty. <laughs> Instead of the killer fog, it's the filler fog. <laughs> it's almost like they're trying to cover up sins, <laughs> mistakes in the show. Yeah, I know a lot of fog come in. 
and we won't have to show anything really and Kind of a, actually kind of a letdown after Talons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's hard because Talons, like I, I refer to it as pretty much the best representation of the Doctor and Leela for a reason. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost unfair to compare it to Talons. It's natural, too, since they're back-to-back. Yeah. Although they were different seasons or different Mm. series. True. What was her fourth talent? I forget. Oh, Face of Evil was her first one, right? Yes, but Robots of Death was the one right before it. Again, hard to compare it even to that one. Right, as I say, I know that there was, uh, you know, Face of Evil was okay. It wasn't bad. It was. They had moments. I don't think it was as great as you know, as good as Robot and Talons so yeah, far. No. Um, but it was better than this one so far. Yeah. I know we're only halfway through, but we are halfway through, and not. <laughs> I don't. I don't feel I, I like it too much better. Nope. Or learned too much more from since the first one. It's the first episode, and there's only four. So. Sort yeah. of. Do you have anything else? No. Just a letdown of an episode. Hmm. So, ending? Sure. You think this is a... Well, it's a little more intriguing than just a ship coming across, the model of a ship coming across onto the rocks. True. Um, It... I guess it gives some... Well, gives some suspense. That... You know, we don't really know what's happened to Reuben. I just, we can assume it's Reuben. He's the one that's gone down to the boiler room all by himself. Um, You're referring to the random scream the in random the night, scream, right? Yes. Although, it's kind of a high scream, so it might be Vince. So, I guess we can't really assume who it is. Well, we kind of know who it's not. Um. Little rich boy, the Lord. Um, what was his last Palmerdale. name? Palmerdale. Yeah, Palmerdale. We he was in the lighthouse, um, wherever they common were. Room. That common room, yeah. Yeah. So All we know three. it's not him, and it's not Hark- Harker. Yeah, I don't think it was Harker either. Although he was. Or was he there? Well, he was sleeping when Palmer. Palmerdale wanted him to use the telegraph. I don't know if maybe he did come into the common room. So yeah, that's what I can't remember. Yeah, because he'd been awakened and was uh, arguing with Palmerdale. 
Um, yeah, because that was right before the doctor comes in and says they're under attack and everything. So I think they were all maybe together in that common room. So it's the three or the four from the ship. Dr. Leva, Vince is up in the lighthouse loft and Ruben has gone down to the generator room. So, yeah, um, we know it's none of them assembled in the room there. So, um, so I guess there is a sense of who is the one screaming to wonder about. Right. We don't have as much wonder about what's happened to them because, you know, I guess the easiest explanation is that it's Reuben down in the basement with the, what could be an alien, whatever had killed Ben, maybe attacking him. But like I said, it sounded like a higher type of scream, so I'm wondering if it might be something happening with Vince. You're you might be right. So just having those questions make it a much better cliffhanger than the last one. I guess. They've had much better. Before. I think that bar was fairly low. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the cliffhanger was so terrible from last time. That one notch above terrible. Um. Okay. I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. Of it being one notch? Yes. Three quarters of a notch? Sure. Okay. It's just so uneventful. Yeah. Sorry, I'm done. Okay. I'm lucky, so is this. Okay. You don't get any <laughs> other thoughts? No. Okay. No, I'm... Let's hope the episode tomorrow is better. Yeah, maybe we'll learn more about whatever creature it is. Um, Find out more information. We have to sooner or later. Something more interesting than the Beast of Fangwell. Yeah. Well, that's what I guess we hope we will find out tomorrow. (laughs) When we talk about episode three of Horror of Fang Rock. So join us in and thank you for listening. <laughs>